All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, guys? Welcome back to OTU with Nastin Riggs, episode number 10. And this week we have a treat for you. The leading hockey authority in Philadelphia, Mr. Mark Farzetta. And let me just say this, Farzee. Yeah. Tell us about this, this thing you unlocked today, this big deal with Johnny Gaudreau uh, coming to Philly. What <laughs> is going on, man? Well, you know, uh, I, I work for the Flyers fans. That's basically what I consider myself to be, an employee of the Flyers fans. And I was just like, yeah, you guys want Johnny Goudreau? And everyone was like, hell yeah. And I'm like, done. So <laughs> all I got to do is, like, wash uh, you know, the, the Flames car for a while. Uh, I got to do some stuff for them and, and make yeah. sure everyone's taken care of. So there you go. Johnny Goudreau's uh, returning home. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll oh, tell you right. what I had to do. I got to send <laughs> these amazing... Uh, yes, Nike yes. gloves, my friend. Oh, oh man, yes. I love those. I gotta send them out that way so that they know that they're getting the real deal when they come to Philadelphia. Those are beauties. <laughs> That's awesome. What year hey. are those things manufactured there, Fuzzy? Uh, I want to say 1998. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's when my mom thought I'd have a hockey career. <laughs> She's a supportive woman. God bless her. Obviously. Hey, if she hey, if she saw your game at the ball hockey tournament, she 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 knew what she was talking about. Oh yeah. She she'd be claiming proud. she'd be claiming somebody else was her son. She'd be like, no, 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 not <laughs> the other bald guy. The other bald guy. The one that's not out of breath. That that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh so far as he we, we we've uh it's been a roller coaster, obviously. Um with the with the flyers and uh it's it's been a lot of tough luck here with injuries and and covid everyone kind of goes through it but it seemed to really hit the flyers but they lost 10 in a row went on a seven game point streak and then we got up to 13 which was crazy but we won the last game <laughs> so i'm not <laughs> uh, turning things like around said, we're Turn going for two, around. two in a row here but uh 
What's been your thoughts? Uh, it's it's just been it's been hard to watch and knowing the guys and being buddies. It's just you feel so bad for them going through all this. But uh, just your thoughts on what's been happening in the last few weeks? Uh, it's weird. It like, I, I grew up here and I've been a Flyers fan my whole life. I've actually been a, a a bigger Flyer fan than an Eagle fan my entire life. And whenever we would get pissed off at the Flyers as fans growing up, it was always lack of effort. They weren't hitting enough. You know, this guy stinks. That guy sucks, whatever. But it was like watching this team over 13 games and talking to some of my friends, like maybe one or two would be like, oh, their effort sucks. And I would just be like, it's really weird. That's my natural shift to go to that gear of the effort isn't there. But the effort's there. They were creating chances. They were getting in front of the net. They just weren't capitalizing on their opportunities. And then they would have a bad uh, turnover. Like Ivan Provorov a couple of games ago had the turnover at the blue line that led to a goal. Like it was just like plays like that where you see the effort, but it's just those big mistakes they had make in the game would end up costing them a game or costing the major momentum in the game. And now, especially in this game against the Kings, most notably, you saw them capitalize on opportunities in front of the net. No better example than Cam Atkinson. I think it was his second goal where he just kept on going after the puck in, uh, in the crease and put it in the back of the net. That was something that just wasn't happening for the Flyers. And then yep. Scott Lawton in overtime took advantage of his opportunity in front of the net. So it was things like that. Like the effort was there. The energy was there. It was just the uh, a cliche of gripping the stick too tight, I guess, is right. what would come along. It wasn't necessarily a matter of, effort it was a matter of actually capitalizing on their opportunities and that's what they were finally able to do against the kings and hopefully they do it again against the uh, winnipeg jets yeah 100 percent. you know I, they're, they're so depleted it's almost like an american league lineup where a lot of these guys are playing they're bringing the energy and they're, they're trying um but you know when it's all said and done on paper they're just they're really just not good enough so they're going to get their chances and, and they don't have enough firepower to to really, you know, to, to crack the seal more, more than a couple times a game, the way the lineup is right now with all these guys out. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily see it getting any better until they can actually get some of these guys back in and kind of get on a roll. But, you know, they're, they're trying. They're doing the best they can with what they got, I guess. But it's just tough, you know. It's, it's, tough, uh, it's tough for Flyer fans and, you know, for having any hope for the rest of the this season. But um, Yeah. Well, speaking of the younger guys, real quick, Isaac uh, Ratcliffe? Yeah. Like, where's that monster been? Yeah, that, right? that guy's a mutant on skates. Yeah. That guy's yes. ginormous. And, and he throws his weight around, too. I mean, he's a slender yeah. fella. Reminds me, reminds me a little bit of like a uh, uh, Braden Coburn, who I know you guys had on the show recently. Kind of that tall build type guy. But like, he doesn't, he's not afraid to mix it up a little bit. I love that, especially for a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some energy there. Uh, for sure, there's, there's, there's some potential with these younger guys. But again, you know, we talk about. The ultimate goal here of winning Stanley Cup and, and, and being a playoff team and the whole bit, you know, they're, they're, they're so far removed right now. Um, so obviously with the, the injuries, they're naturally these younger guys are going to get their opportunities. Um, where they fit in and in a good lineup, I, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. But, um, you know, what are your thoughts, Nast? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's one I mean, of those situations. Yeah, I mean, if you, you look at the guys that, you're, that are out of the lineup, yes. they're big names. It's not, you know, yeah, a exactly. mixture. It, it's like your core guys and... Um, it is nice to see these kids get to come up and play, but you also, with 38 games left, wish yeah. you were not 17 points out of a wild card spot, uh, for that matter, little you know playoffs. But uh, it is good to see uh, Rat. I was surprised Ratter never got called up before. And I, I agree. Just, the build of him and, and the way he plays, and I loved uh, before the game him saying, "I'm going to do whatever I can to make you know, like make sure people notice me and, yep. and uh, play my game." 
and I thought he did really well. And he is a big kid, and he's got some skill too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's good to see. But, again, we don't really want to be where we're at right now. Uh, you know, probably not going to make playoffs, just be honest. Uh, yeah, 17 right. points on a wild card spot. Yeah. Um, a lot of work to do. to do. I think Bush, uh, Brian Boucher uh, joined us uh, last week, and he said, I, I feel like the, the eight teams that are in the spots now are, are probably where you're going to be. Yeah. Because so, even Detroit's 11 points out. Yeah. You know, it's a, t- it's a tough, uh, tough amount of games and points to, to make up there. 38 games left. I, I know when I start looking at the standings and I start thinking, okay, if, if you want to tank and go for a number one overall pick, at least that opportunity, you don't want to have seven teams to try to leapfrog to go lower. Like, but when that becomes more yeah. of the objective, <laughs> right. like I was thinking about, I was like, well, at least they're one of the, at least they're, they've been, I mean, God, they've been terrible. At that point, I think I looked at the standings, they had lost only 10 in a row. And at that point, I think they had seven teams to leapfrog to be lower for the number one overall pick, at least a shot at it. Uh, and now, of course, losing 13 in a row, and now they finally won one. Uh, but when I start concentrating on that, I know that, that we have gotten past the point of redemption. And then when I hear Chuck Fletcher address the media, Dave Scott address the media, and they use that term, we're not rebuilding, we're retooling. retooling. Like any Anytime you have to differentiate, I think I know what you're actually doing. Like, you're rebuilding. Yeah, right. like if, yeah, if, right. if, if, if wins fall in your lap, if points fall in your lap, great. But don't, I mean, look. Everyone knows whenever they hear a team talk about, oh, no, 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 we're retooling because that's just their way of telling the fan base, hey, we're not packing it in. <laughs> yes. We're not quitting. We're not, well, we don't first round pick we'll, or first number one pick. We'll see if it happens. If it does, fine. But they don't want to scare the fan base into thinking that they have to go through yet another rebuild. 100%. So you, you felt like you had to go through that with Ron Hextall. Uh, you certainly felt like you were going to go through that a little bit with Chuck Fletcher, but not like this, like not right away. Like you thought Elaine Vino, Chuck Fletcher, uh, get some guys around Claude Giroux, stay healthy, and you'll have a shot at making the playoffs. And really, the highest point, it's disappointing, but the highest point, I think, of this whole Chuck Fletcher tenure is really going to be round two of the playoffs in the bubble north of the border. Yeah. That, that, like, that, like, I, I never thought that that moment would be the best part of the Elaine Vigneault-Chuck Fletcher marriage. And unfortunately, that's what it was. Now it's a matter of whether or not Chuck, Chuck Fletcher can quickly raise that bar if he gets the time to do that as Flyers general manager. Yeah, I agree. And I was going to ask you if you were able to watch that uh, press conference. And that was exactly, we wrote down retool. Yes. I mean, it's lip you know, service. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be difficult, but I'm just wondering with Claude Giroux, like for me, I hope he wants to go somewhere and try to win. I know he's, he bleeds black and orange as kid, you know, he's not a kid anymore, but he is a flyer, and he wants to do it here, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. deal's up. Um, we were talking to Carlo Coliacopo today, and he said the same thing. You know, he, he really enjoyed his – he was here briefly uh, for a year, um, and he had a lot of good things to say about G. And, and him going to another team, you know, it's his choice, basically. Mm-hmm. And whether or not – I can't imagine a team not wanting him. I don't know what you're going to get in return. Well, that's it, yeah. Um, that's the whole thing. That's the whole issue, I guess. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what Claude does and, and what Chuck does with the other guys that are um, unrestricted, you know? So I, I compared it the other day uh, on my show to the end of an era with the Phillies with Ryan Howard, Cole Hamels, and Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins being moved elsewhere. And it was like, a lot of these people were like, well, why wouldn't you move a no-trade clause? Why wouldn't you get rid of that to go somewhere and want to win? Who wouldn't want to win? And I thought, and Riley, you, you know this better than me. It's like, I think if you're a player, and this is just me 
from players I have spoken to. Some play, people forget because they're paid that players are competitive and they don't want to feel like as much as they were part of the solution and part of the success and the golden era, so to speak, like those Phillies players, they also don't want to feel like they were part of the problem that brought it down. Right. And from what I know about Claude Giroux and I've admired the hell out of him for his entire career and gotten to know him a little bit. I don't think he wants to just, and I hate to use this word cause I don't think he's doing this, but it's almost like, I don't want to quit on the situation. I don't want to leave this. I can improve this. I can make yeah. this better. I can help elevate this team and get us back to when I came into the league and you guys were going for a Stanley cup in 2010, for instance, or I can get us back into the playoffs. Like I, I feel like the competitor in him as a professional athlete, I feel like he's thinking to himself, I can still make this better. This is still worth salvaging. I can still be part of the solution, but I think you guys are right. If you're him, I think the reality of it is this is beyond saving for one yes. player. Yes. Beyond saving, and I would, I'd love for, I'd love for him to go somewhere else and win. I, I'm curious to see how you go from franchise leader in so many different categories, or top three, top five in so many different categories, and captain to all of a sudden, hey, you're here to help us win. Like, just help us win. Like, yeah, I, I, that's got to be one hell of a switch. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, for being thirty-four years old and, and and still being the leader of the Flyers and being the the the, the top point producer, uh, we talked about this with uh, Carlo as well. You know, when when Mike Richards and, and Jeff Carter land up moving on to L.A., these slot in like two or three. You know, you're not you're not going there to be carrying the load of the team. You know, so I think G's been carrying the load for how many years now? Um, and, uh, you know, he hasn't really had that supporting cast like other, you know, teams have that core, real true core group of guys that can support him where he could go probably fit in, you know, pick your team really. Yeah. And he could slot in there and he can just play and, and be not just reliable, but actually, um, you know, help the team win, uh, being a good faceoff guy and, and, and power play guy, probably second unit power play on most of these other, you know, actual true um, cup contenders, um, but make a, real make a real difference having a guy like that. It's just a matter of what that what that trade looks like, what you're willing to give up. But I, I would imagine there would be a ton of teams knocking on the Flyers' door for Claude Drew's services. In my opinion, we'll see where it goes. I guess, but uh, to me, it's it's time. We talked about this. You know, the 10 game losing streak. It was kind of still too early. You know, what do we do with G? You know, blah blah blah. They get the coaching change, seven games to get points, and then 13-game losing streak. Well, now it's like, okay, we've got 38 games left. They're completely out of the picture as far as being a, a playoff team. So now now our, our, you know, our opinions change a little bit. We're now, I love G. I would love to see him you know, win a Stanley Cup in Philly. Absolutely, but it's not happening. You, know, you play this game to win, right? I mean, you have fun and win, and it's not happening here. So I think it's time to move on for G. I think one of the other things to pull from the press conference as well was they basically said it's up to G. When they were asked right. when they were asked about Claude Giroux, they were like, well, he's got no movement clause. And again, you read between the lines of what exactly that means. And that's like, oh, yeah, no, teams are calling. It's just a matter of whether or not he's willing to say, yeah, go ahead and trade me. But it's yep. all up to him. Uh, and, yeah, I think he's at the point of his career, what, 33, 34 years old? 34, mm -hmm. yeah. 34. Uh, that, uh, that's so crazy to think about. Still, it, it, they'll never get over that with athletes. Like, wow, he's old as hell. No. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's really but uh, I think at that age, it's like, hey, the dream is to win. Yes. And you think about a lot of these players right now and the position that they were in a couple of years ago. For instance, you're getting to round two in the bubble. Like, I remember uh, Claude's wife posting something on social media about it saying, you know, daddy's got to go, you know, go after his dream. You know, he had young Gavin at the time, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, daddy's got to go live his dream. Well, hey, that's still his dream. 
And right. if it's not going to happen here in Philadelphia, which it's not, I'm sure he wants to go after that somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I would think so. I, I, I think he, I think he does. He hasn't told me that, but um, I think he does, and I hope he does. Uh, you know, if a guy wants to win, it's uh, he's so competitive. Um, the thing is, like, if you don't move him and then you lose him, yeah, like, well, I don't know. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, he's 34 years old, but he's in really good shape. Yeah. Don't want to jinx him. I'll knock on wood. Um, he, to me, he's going to get offered more money than probably the Flyers would want to pay him, even though he's still their best player, in my opinion. Um, his age, 34 years old, but you can't tell me there's out of 32 teams, someone's not going to try to pay Claude to come there for a two-year yeah. deal, three-year deal, something. It still happens. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens here unfolds with, with Claude. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I, I think that is uh, unfor- what's, what's going to end up happening. And it, it's weird, like, I mean, when the Flyers got Cam Atkinson, I was like, just be aggressive, go to the net, and this team could really do great things. And I know they're more than one player away from really competing. Yeah. But, like, he's had himself a really good year. He had a big lull, but actually has bounced back okay, team yeah. leader in goals. But, like, he has been exactly what I wanted him to be, and then everyone else got injured. Like, that's basically yeah, yeah, what yeah, it yeah, feels yeah, like. Yeah. That's basically what it feels like this year. And, by the way, have you guys talked about the lead story with Mike Yo? The fact that he looks exactly like Clint Howard from the Adam Sandler <laughs> movie. Like, is, is, if that hasn't we come out. not yet. Oh, but... my goodness, fellas. It's uncanny. I'm like, I know I've seen this guy in the NHL as a coach, but, like, somebody else he reminds me of. And then, like, I was flipping through the channels, and, like, on TBS or something, little Nicky was on, and Clint uh, Howard's in the window. And I'm like, yeah. it's Mike Yo. No, it's not. Oh, my God, it's Clint. Like, I say that, like, he's he, – okay, fine. All right. He's a more handsome Clint Howard, okay? Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. he's Clint Howard, bottom line. Like, he oh, was great in Waterboy – or, yeah, Waterboy. Yeah. He was great now. <laughs> right. But, like, I couldn't really get good. over it. He oh, looks just God. like him. So good. Baller's going to have some fun with that Yeah, one. oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's great. All right. All right, Farzi, I know you got a lot of stuff going on today. You got some Zoom calls. You got to be snapping some biscuits later oh, today. So snapping it around. Oh, come on. How are you not put these <laughs> you got on? Nikes on? Start, start snapping biscuits like it's 1998. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, is when, this is when Nike got a little too cocky. They were like, oh, we got Tiger Woods. We're going to go into golf. It'll be great. Uh, yeah, All right, now right. hockey. Yeah. You know, by yeah. the way, I did finally find my coho stick I told you guys about. Yes. My Yager, my Yager coho. Oh, found that man. around here. Of course, I, of course, I put Yager, I put tape over the name Yager because you can't have that stick and live in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, That's this awesome. was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I don't get to talk enough hockey. I love the sport. I admire it from afar. Uh, as you guys know, I, I never <laughs> actually played. Uh, you don't know if you can tell by watching me try to play. Uh, but uh, it's just a joy to talk hockey with you guys. You guys do a phenomenal job on Nasty Knuckles. Uh, I always say whenever I'm talking to you guys or talking about you guys on my show, the foremost hockey authorities in North America, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Riley Cote and Nasty. No doubt uh, about that. Oh, uh, yeah. We appreciate right. that, Farzee. You're the man, Absolutely. Dude. Good talking pucks with you fellas. Absolutely. See you, Farzee. Take care, Thank brother. you, buddy. See you, boys. See you. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 